Mm. Love cherry chapstick. Hey, SPDA, SPA product, could you, um, can you hear me okay? Just let me know in the chat. Do you know where the chat is? <clears throat> Just want to make sure we're good with our Oh, great. Here comes Anka. Hey, Anka. Can you hear me okay? Just let me know. Just give me a thumbs up um, in the chat. And while you're in there, just tell me what the age is of your autistic Hey, Paula. So good to see you. Hi, Lily. So nice to see you here today. Thank you for coming. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day. I really do. I know you all are busy. Everybody's busy. Lily, you good? Oh, hi, Lorraine. So glad you're here. Hi, Trisha. Hi, Trisha. Everybody's good? There's Lily. Good afternoon. She's right in the chat. You need to know where the chat is. You may have to open your Zoom window a little because um, of the um, the chat is right next to the share screen option. And I'm just going to stop the video for everybody and I'll turn it on at the, you know, when I start to answer questions. Okay. So, whoops, no, I didn't mean to mute you, Paula. Anyway, well, anyway, I did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> everybody good? Oh, there we are. I'm also going to. Uh, stop the video. Great. Okay. Thank you so much for everybody for coming and really, really thank you for being the kind of parent who wants to know, wants to figure out what works to help our autistic graduates um, advocate for themselves. Self-advocacy is the number one skill. They need to know how to do this both within your home and in the workplace. And so since working with um, autistic graduates for the last four years, I found that their number one, oh, there's Thomas, great. Their number one concern is getting a good job. And once they got that job, their next number one concern is how to, um, I'm just gonna turn off all the videos, Thomas, is for now, okay? Is for um, how do I do well? in that job. I mean, they just, they, you know, everybody wants to do well in their job. So those are the two top concerns that I hear from the autistic graduates that I work with. And yeah, it's a mouthful. There's a, it's very complex to get a job. And it's also very complex to do well in a job environment that is set up for holistics. Holistics is a word coined to describe everyone who isn't autistic. So it's just nice to have one word to describe it all. So again, thank you all for being here, for, you know, being the kind of people who want to figure this out. Hi, Eileen. Oh, it's so good to see you, Eileen. I'm so glad you could come. Yep, I'm so glad. So I'm just muting and turning off videos for everybody until we get to, you know, more of a place where I'm going to interact with everybody. So I just want you to know that um, uh, I'm so glad you're here. So Dr. Neff can't make it, unfortunately, because she is um, is not feeling well. And um, so what she did instead was record a chapter from her upcoming book, Self-Care for Autistic People. 
It's called Discover the Power of Self-Advocacy. So it's exactly what we need. So I'm really, I really appreciate her gracious offer of the narration of her chapter. And you'll find it right at the uh, When Autism Grows Up podcast. So I'll send a follow-up email with all the links um, to you all that are here. As long as you include your email in the chat. So if you could just plug your email in the chat so that I can find it easily and I will set, send you an email that just you know summarizes what we did today. So the best thing about Dr. Megan Anna Neff, and she says we can call her either Dr. Neff or Megan Anna. She's fine with you're the one. Thanks, Lily. Thanks, Anka. I appreciate it. Um, is that she is a genius at simplifying concepts so that they get in our brains and stick and creating visuals that help us take them in. So she's using both the sense of sight, the sight, sense of sight and the sense of hearing as well for us to really get what goes on, get it into our brain and have it stick. And here's the simplest, best idea. She says, here's the formula for self-advocacy Self-advocacy is self-disclosure plus your request. Okay, I got that. That's three things. I can always do three things in my brain much more than that, and it's hard for it to stick. What she says is important to recognize, and I'm summarizing that chapter that she shared with us. So what's important to recognize, so these are all, actually, I should put quotes around this just to be safe, because I know there's been some people in the news recently who have been um, you know, chastised for not, uh, for, for plagiarism. And I don't want that. I want you to know that I'm taking these words directly from Dr. Neff. So she says that disclosure can vary in depth from the comprehensive to the limited. Good to know. I hadn't really thought about that. You know, when I talk to, to, to my graduates about, about advocacy in the workplace, they go, I don't want to tell people I'm autistic. And the answer is you don't need to at all. In fact, it may not be helpful because not many people are, you know, well-schooled on what's going on with an autistic brain and they just don't know what to do with the information. Well, okay, well still, what does that mean? And what it means is tell them a limited piece of what it is that they need to, do, to know. So you don't have to fully disclose. Dr. Neff is very clear on this and her book's coming out March 14th. So I'm hoping we can hear from her again then. You simply can request what you need without explanation at all. That's what you can say. You can say, um, it's noisy in here. Let's move to a quieter place. That's an advocacy statement. You know, a full, dis you know, a partial disclosure advocacy could be I have trouble hearing when there's a lot of noise around me. So could we move to a less noisy place like the booth or outside so that I can really concentrate on what I'm hearing from you? There's, okay, we went back and we used that self-disclosure. I have trouble with understanding and hearing when, the, when there's a lot of noise and the request is, can we go outside or can we go to a booth in the restaurant or whatever it is to cut down some of that ambient noise? 
good to know. She suggests that full dis that, that partial disclosures can sometimes be more impactful. So it's an explanation of the self-disclosure is, here's why I need what I'm requesting. And we can do some more examples in just a bit. And I'll show you why. Uh, you'll understand in a minute why I'm holding off on more examples. So um, sometimes she suggests that we jot down a quick script ahead of time. That can make the interaction go more smoothly. So if we've rehearsed what we're going to say and why, like if last week we noticed at work that, you know, we missed really important things. Hi, Peggy. Glad you're here. Hi, Peggy. I'm so glad you're here. So I'm muting and I'm turning off videos for everybody just so until I'm done with the 20 minute at most presentation I've got for you here of Dr. Neff's great ideas. She wasn't able to make it because of how, some health concerns, um, which is great that she advocated for herself and I am more than willing to accommodate. So, you know, if you've noticed last week that you missed some of the details of an explanation that was given in a meeting, good to know that. It's hard sometimes for brains to take it all in. And so the, the request would be, could I transcribe our meeting so I don't miss anything and listen to it later? That way I can get the information that I need on my own time. Maybe that's an interesting you know, way to do it. Okay, uh, where are we? Peggy, I am going to turn off your video, just so you know. <laughs> not on purpose, not because I, I'll turn it back on, but I'm just gonna turn it off for now until I'm done with this formal part. All right, so here's another good, great idea from, from Dr. Neff. And these are all quotes from the chapter in her book on, on self-advocacy. And her book is coming out March 14th. Look at the balloons. I have no idea what that happens. Somebody got into the software somewhere, either through Zoom or through Prezi, my presentation software. And all of a sudden these balloons go off. I have no idea. It wasn't my fault. Okay, <laughs> I have no control. So what she's saying is we need to practice the skill. We're not gonna be perfect at it the first time we try. That's really important for us to recognize because just a minute ago, I violated one of my own rules. I have a rule to not suggest, advise, or criticize my young, my graduates. And I just did it. They were saying that the situation they're facing right now, well, at three o'clock, they, they anticipate it's gonna be difficult. And hold on. I had to turn off my heater. So um, I was suggesting that they could advocate and I was telling them how to do it. And I recognize now that's not what they need. What they needed was for me to just reflect the emotion and um, summarize the, you know, what they said in a soundbite. I'm still learning on all this. I'm still practicing being the guide that my graduates need. And I've been doing this, oh, for a very long time. And we, our oldest is 54, 53. 54 our youngest is 27 I've been with them you know with the 54 year old since they were 12 so it's been more than 40 years I've been trying to do this so I'm I'm getting better but I'm not perfect which is a good thing to keep in mind but that's okay I don't have to be a perfect parent as long as I show up that's all we have to do is show up there's there's some good research behind what I say don't want to get distracted 
The second thing is that she mentions is sometimes people don't get why you need these accommodations. Some people just don't understand that there are lots of different types of brains and some function and they all function differently. There's 8 billion of them. And if we could, you know, the percentage of people with autistic brains is somewhere between three and let's say 5% out of 8 billion people. So that means there's like 240 to 400,000 people who have an autistic brain. And um, it just means that their experience in life is different. And yes, in the whole world is set up to accommodate the middle of the bell-shaped curve. School is, work is. And so it doesn't often ac account for the differences in an autistic brain. And that's why th the burden really does fall on the autistic person to advocate for what they need. It's unfortunate. It sure would be nice if we could all be a lot more flexible in the way that we operate at, you know, at home, at school, at work, but it's, it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen over time. So we have to know these skills in order to get what we need in order to perform the way that we want to in all those various settings. So Dr. Neff gives us a tool, which is a very helpful tool. But just remember that when we are asserting, we are advocating for ourselves, there are some people who just don't get it. And that has says nothing about you, your graduate, or them, frankly. It just means that um, they just don't understand. They just don't understand. And you're trying, you're trying to connect with them and they just don't understand. That's what it means. So the, um, Dr. Neff gives us, a, gives us a tool. It's called the self-disclosure thermometer because she says, people like me with my neurology, we tend to have all or nothing thinking. Sound familiar? That all or nothing black, white thinking? And also, it's not always fully, always safe to fully disclose. You know, people don't know, need to know everything about us. They just don't need to know that. So she offers us this um, neurodivergent self-disclosure thermometer. This is available free at her website. So I gave you the link in the email that I just sent you at 11 o'clock today. And I'll put it in there again in the follow-up email that I send you. So here's where you can see she's, she is, because this is her version, she's very comfortable um, disclosing that she has sensory sensitivities. In the book, or in the, yeah, the book, she describes the situation where she, she went to a restaurant and was sitting at a metal table in a big open space. And she said she knew that wasn't going to work for her because she could smell the metallic and it made her nauseous. So she asked the waiter, hey, I can't sit at this table because the metallic scent makes me nauseous. Could you move me to one over there that's a wood table that's in a booth so that I can, I can enjoy my dinner? And they accommodated. Good to know. She also discloses that she has difficulty processing auditory information. Good to know, right? She puts that one down there. She's comfortable disclosing that one. And in the book example, which is also, the, you know, the episode of the podcast, she describes where she's in a loud space and she just requests to be moved to a space that's either a booth or outside. Really good to know. 
my brain tends to interpret things literally. She's getting a little closer to not being as comfortable disclosing those. So she'll probably do that only when she needs to. And she goes on, I st struggle with detail and regulating attention. Huh, how many of us have, you know, have seen that happen? Then she moves up to sometimes I misread subtle, subtle social cues. Yeah, I experience executive functioning challenges, meaning getting things done, uh, just period. Her, you know, we struggle with that. Another, this, I'm neurodivergent. She's getting into the real uncomfortable, but she's worked her way through that because she has um, neurodivergent conversations is the name of her podcast. And then I'm ADHD. I'm an adhd -er, or I'm autistic. She discloses to certain people, the people that come to her website, the people that come to her, um, her podcast, which is excellent. So this is what we want to encourage our young adults to put together, and we could do it for ourselves. First, showing them that we're willing to disclose, to be vulnerable, the things that we need accommodated. Sometimes we have tastes that we prefer. You know, sometimes we have a limited palate in terms of what we're willing to eat. Um, sometimes we prefer our um, certain types of clothing. We don't like zippers and snaps you know, in a restrictive waistband. Sometimes, you know, you just, you can go through the list of all the things that come up that are perfectly normal for people with autistic brains, perfectly normal. So let's come up with a list and then we put it on the, the thermometer stack ranked by what we're comfortable sharing and what we're less comfortable sharing. And that's how we prepare to be a self-advocate. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful tool. Here's another example. I have, oops, missed that word. I have difficulties focusing and it's a bit distracting here. Is it okay if we sit in the booth over there away from the noise? There's another example of, an, of a self-advocacy um, uh, approach. Here's another one. I have trouble taking in a lot of information. Can I transcribe our conversation and listen to it later? I want to make certain that I don't miss anything important. This is what I do with my graduates whenever I go to a doctor's appointment with them. I find doctors talk really quickly, and I know there's a lot of pressure on them to um, complete the conversation in a prescribed amount of time. So when I set my phone down, I tap on the Otter app that I have on my phone. After asking for permission, I transcribe the conversation and then we can go over it later. We can, we don't have to, but at least we have it there. And often I share that with other family members so that they understand what was said at the doctor's office because we are all concerned about each other's health. So it's nice if they can't come to that appointment or if nobody's, you know, only one person is what makes the, the graduate comfortable. Let's do that. Do it that way. Hi, Jill. There's Jill. Great. Hi, Jill. So good to see you. I have muted and turned off the videos for everybody. I am recording this conversation and I will transcribe it. I forgot to turn on Otter before we started, which would have been really smart. Um, and, but I have appointments all afternoon, so I will maybe not get a chance to audit, to edit the transcription, but I'll still give you the link and just know that the transcription will get better as I have time to, to edit it. 
So Dr. Neff concludes with um, a couple of observations in that clip that she that she read of the chapter in her upcoming book. She says that self-advocacy depends on self-awareness, of course, and that there's some barriers to self-awareness like interoception difficulties when we have trouble feeling what's happening inside of our body, alexithymia when we have trouble putting words to feelings, or the fact that we're so used to masking that we don't always um, look for our own needs Instead, we just take care of everybody else. So she recommends that, especially in the workplace, there is an organization that she finds helpful. And the address is Ask Jan. And Jan is the Job Accommodations Network. And in there, you will find a lot of different descriptions of, of things that need to be advocated and accommodated. And she's found that that has been a really helpful resource to her people. So um, I do want you to know again that, that I I have provided um, Dr. I'm going to copy this and put it in the chat. I've prov Dr. Um, Neff's reading Hi, of Lynn, this chapter this is, is Dr. Neff here or Megan Anna. You can call me either. And thank you for this. your graciousness and understanding. Um, is available at the podcast. And, and then, here is um, yeah, just my energy spans oh, okay, being pretty limited for here is everyone in the meeting. Um, All right. Here is in the chat, you'll I, find I the link really to the transcript of the podcast, which is Dr. Um, Neff reading the chapter out. in her forthcoming so book about self care for autistic people. It's available March 14th. So it was really kind of her to narrate that for us. I really appreciate that. So you can hear her voice and just, you know, she's just great. And the email I just sent you a couple of hours ago has all the links to her website where you can get her free goodies. All right. So that's the great idea that I have for you. We're going to just go back to the top. And this is it. Self-disclosure plus the request is what so makes an ad is self-advocacy. That's the definition of self-advocacy. So I'm going to turn everybody's, of the chapter, um, or of the book. I'm going to ask everybody if they want the to start their video. May if you want to start your video, you. come on, but it can on be and I will be happy to answer any questions that you have. Question. In essence, self-advocacy involves voicing needs. That's As an autistic individual, it often falls on you to request the accommodations that enable you to function optimally in a world typically tailored to the needs of allistic bodies and minds. Alrighty. The process of self-advocacy can be streamlined by keeping the following equation. You know, Eileen, Eileen is here. Self-disclosure plus there request. There she is. Hi, guys. <laughs> How you doing? Self-advocacy right. frequently involves... So you got to turn on your, turn on your, your microphone, too. Need with a specific request. While the disclosure part um, isn't always the, necessary, the link that you sent uh, gave me an error that it needs that I need access. For instance, uh, I recently found myself seated at a I don't, a I don't think I can see the transcript lights. of that. The metallic odor okay. talking about. Thanks for telling me. Okay, Here's the best yeah. way to get it. If you just go to the podcast episode and scroll down, it's at the bottom of the podcast episode page. Okay. I found myself in a comfortable spot with Yeah. Yeah. And a table. 
I know. Wh which podcast is that? Other examples That's the episode that I just I sent you um, in the email I sent you at 11 o'clock. Oh, okay. Can we when Autism Grows outside. Up I thrive podcast. On You'll find it on Spotify and Apple. So I can better Those are the two places that carry my podcast. It's okay. to remember well, that full disclosure yeah, is I'm going to head out because I got stuff I need to work on. So, but I figured I'd stick around for the for that part about the or a thing about the or preference for direct well, communication. Okay, not, is completely acceptable. Yeah. All right. Or you can simply. Alrighty. Thanks for coming, Thomas. I appreciate seeing you. All right. Articulating your specific Bye. needs and making request is particularly assertive. Uh, Lynn, are we going to get um? A recording is Sometimes as well of this um, program. Okay, thank you. Yes, I will publish it at my YouTube channel, and I'll send you a link to it. Probably tomorrow is when I'll have a chance to send you a follow-up email because I have um, my schedule is packed this afternoon. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you for those questions. Hello. How you doing? <laughs> Self-advocacy is a powerful I'm not going to say your name like because um, I know your name, but I'm not going to say your name because don't berate you yourself if you, if you, stumble you want to, that's okay. Addition, Are you good? Everybody good? Unfortunately, be instances where you might face resistance. That's good. Okay, so how did Such that land? Tell me. From a lack Give me some comments, about some thoughts. And are not a reflection of your worth or your request validity. I'll have to when think about faced with such responses... Reaffirm your worth and remind yeah. yourself that you deserve accommodations yeah. that allow you to. I think you'll find that's the case. Um, it might be helpful to have a supportive friend or a mentor with whom. I, I you think you'll find that if we can use that simple. With time, you'll notice that um, that If we can use a simple equation and, and encourage our graduates to practice it okay, at home. Okay, so that is my entry on. That would be equation. so helpful. I like to simplify for them to practice. Can stick to my brain so if we sit down and so this is where and really share like our own self-disclosure thermometer, request. which says, um, "I did this work because I think it's really important." Make a request, just the fact that you did that, that printed that one page out, um, um, make and you'll find that at her website. Request. And again, I'll send you the, the links again. I created but the you'll find that at her website for free. Is Dr. Ness website, it's free. Like me with my so just print out that one page and just fill it out. And, and if so you fill it out, heard about, then heard about you're saying, hey, I think this so is like, important. Oh my gosh. You know, wow, this uh, um, is I'm really curious what yours really would look like. Idea. You mean I it's not all or nothing. And then we can, not hopefully they would say something like, this topic just makes me freaking um, nervous. I can't even so imagine, you know, making an assertion at work. Say that's perfectly understandable. So that's not where we're going to start. We're going to start to have a partial self-disclosure. So we can practice um, this together. So to fully self I may we might not always want to fully self-disclose advocate with you. And so I may say self-advocacy, hey, I think thinking through at the end of the day when you try to tell me I need here all about to your problems to move through I'm space. Beat um, and I can't take them in. That need, what is it so, tied to about my experience? In the I would world appreciate it if we would have these conversations when the sun's up. Person. And from there, we can make self-advocacy scripts. And there's there a, it is. First, there's right. the assertion. I'm going to take a sip of tea. There's the self-advocacy um, piece. This is one of the aspects of so COVID. So you can I, also say, hey, I'm going to practice the self-advocacy here with you, and I want to show you what it, what it looks like from my perspective. So I say to you, I'm exhausted at the end of the day. So Anytime after the sun goes down, if you give me a lot of information, I'm not going to take it in. Um, 
self-advocacy depends on self-awareness. <laughs> so it would be great if you with, would, you know, due to interoception you could text me. So body awareness. You could send me an email. So difficulty identifying emotions. Uh, or if it's someone Or you could wait till tomorrow when I'm so, um, in my good taking so in hours, which are when the sun's up. Queuing into the needs of others. I don't know. I just made that really up on the spot here, so baby. I don't know if that's something y'all would want so to say. Often, but I do find that sometimes at the at the end of the night, it's like I'm going this way, and they're like following me, telling um, me. And, <laughs> so we can and teach this happened skills. in that There's definitely right? skills that go into um, teaching. <laughs> and I just have a hard time but tracking. I would say, more fundamentally so, is actually self Wait till I, or, or you could say, sometimes that is the hardest I'm having a hard time tracking. Wait um, till I get a piece of paper so yeah, and a pencil so I can write this stuff advocacy Because I'm not going to remember half of what you said, but if I, if I jot down some thoughts practice, that you, if I jot down your thoughts, it'll help me remember what we need to work on tomorrow. Going into that could be a different self-advocacy. You know, there's also a whole request. system aspect of self-advocacy and that's, I mean, you can see how we can use this. That's a whole other. <laughs> we can use this. Learning how to navigate you know, systems. No so one taught me how to advocate really myself when I was a kid. Did anybody teach you? Can provide people with a lot of education. <laughs> no, how we were expected, rights, especially as women, to, advocate within to um, That's not what I accommodate in, everybody else's requirements. There's some really needs, good people out right? there. Um, That's just one resource the way I that, really like is Jan. Um, J A N. The human system works right now. They have like a directory of. Kind of so, recommended accommodation. Now we know how to do it. It's based on um, they have it's that self-disclosure. But there's a trouble I'm having. On, like, if you plus have the request. That's, so that's a great place if someone's just pieces. wanting to generate ideas. And like, we can disclose as much as we want. For my school, we do not have to disclose. Know to ask for. You know, I just um, had a hot flash, Jan, and Jan, I'm really uncomfortable right now. So not attuning so well. You know, we don't okay, have to I say that. that. I mean, maybe they can tell from the flesh on our face, but, <laughs> you know, I, whatever it is, we, we choose to disclose. Say, hey, look, I'm not taking in what you're, goodbye, so. you know, what you're saying right um, now. Let me grab a piece of paper here and I just am hold that thought. And goodbye. I'm going to start writing these things I down am. so we can, you know, we can really look at them because I really do care. I really do care. I just can't, you know, I'm in a place where I can't take it in right now. Because they'll go, you know, they'll go on. Um, there's a new term I learned in Dr. S uh, in Dr. Neff's community, which is monotropism. Have you ever heard of that term before? I have to share this one with you because it's like, oh, a new word to know. So monotropism is what she says is, oh, come on, where's the very first one? No, let's see if I can find it. Okay. Oh. No, I can't find the, the definition really fast, but it's like it's like a fixation on a singular topic. So I experience monotropism when sometimes I am so into doing what I'm doing that I forget to go to an appointment. That's monotropism. <laughs> when I'm just singularly focused on something and I'm like kind of in my own world. And so this happens to, you know, a lot of humans, not just people with an autistic brain. I've missed, I, you know, the night, 18 years I was in corporate, I missed really important meetings because I was at my desk working on something that I thought was really cool. So um, I now, every Monday I map out my week and I turn on alarms for any appointment that I have 
And so my phone reminds me what I need to do. Thank goodness. I don't have a secretary or, you know, I don't, I don't need to rely on somebody else to keep me on my calendar. And when I don't do it, I'm, I regret it. That's one of the things I teach in the program is um, how to set yourself up for the week. So keep coming, keep coming at me. What other thoughts do you have? Oh, there it is. Monotropism is a person's tendency to focus their attention on a small number of interests at any time, tending to miss things outside of that attention tunnel. Oh, I love that visual. This cognitive strategy has been posited as the central underlying feature of autism. Okay, so I love that. Thank you, Lily, for posting that. And while I think it's a really great concept, I don't think that it gets everything. So I'm not sure that it's the central underlying feature, but I think it could be, you know, a major feature of autism for sure. That monotropism. Now go say that to somebody else and they won't, you know, what is that? <laughs> so it's, it's good though. It's good though. It makes me really believe that I could be autistic. And I do come from a family of a lot of autistic people. So it's genetically, I'm predisposed, very predisposed to autism. And um, all of our kids are adopted, so they can't blame it on me. <laughs> right? <laughs> so this is, yeah, Eileen's going, yep. <laughs> Eileen and I share adoption. <laughs> One thing I can't be blamed for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's when they were when they need, they know they need to do something, but they're avoiding it, they're arguing with it, or they're attacking. You know, those are the three things that all humans tend to do when they don't want to do something uncomfortable. And it, it makes sense. You know, it just seems to be amplified with autism. I don't know. I don't know if it is or not, or if it's just we're really aware of what's going on with our kids and, you know, we want to help them. I don't know. I have, yeah. So please let me know what other questions do you have? Or we can cut this, we can cut this at 35 minutes and I'd be perfectly happy with that too. And you'll have a whole 25 more minutes of things that you, you know, of open time. That would be my gift to you. <laughs> what do you think? Are we ready to ready to be done? Or oh yeah, look at that. I have no idea how that happened. <laughs> Somebody snuck in there and and put some um, you know, how they do that sometimes. I don't know where that came from. That was not me. Fireworks in the snow. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Although, all of our snow is gone. Is it gone for you too? It's all gone. It melted. Yeah. So I think this is, go ahead. I think this is going to be, it's probably will be helpful for Jill. Um, she isn't, she hasn't gotten a job yet, um, but um, she's always been in, in environments where people had an idea of what to do with people who have autism like high school and college were both very accommodating and she will be in an environment well hopefully not but you know there's a possibility that when she gets a job it will be she'll be dealing with people who are not as aware about what autism is so I think this is going to be really helpful oh good yeah, yeah. We'll put it in that toolkit, in her yeah. toolkit, in those, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and the partnering piece of the of the um, seven habits that heal anxiety. So if you know how to assert how to be as your own self-advocate, um, you, you can be more comfortable doing it. And particularly if you've practiced it in a safe environment, which would be at home. Right. Or if you've seen others practice it, oh, that's how that works. You know, we can learn however we want to, which is why it's so critical um, for all of us parents as guides to know how to explain this stuff in simple terms so it goes in and sticks. Yeah. Yeah. And then we use it too. <laughs> it helps us as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks to that. Thanks for your comment. I appreciate that a lot, Lorraine. Yeah. Anybody else? Lily, how old is your how just the name just the age? How old is your autistic graduate? You can put it in the chat if you want. So um he's not a graduate. This is the first time I'm coming to one of your workshops. Okay. He hasn't even been diagnosed. Ah. And so I'm just trying to find out what's going on. Yes. But I see just, just even listening to you just a little bit. Um, I can see because I have tried for him for self-advocacy, but huh. he, he refuses. It's, it's, I don't know if he finds it too, um, too vulnerable. I'm not sure, but he's gone from job to job, to job, to job. So as soon as there's a stressor. Okay. Yes, he, he leaves. Yes, yes, because he has no confidence that he can fix it. Yeah, he has called yeah. me in tears. Yeah, of somebody said something or they made a comment, and I'm like, son, just you know, relax, you know, go take a walk. Right. And usually by the end of the conversation, he feels better. Um, but I have he's been to different counselors, but he, he's never been identified as um, in the spectrum. And I, I really don't know what to do because now he's at the point of like, nobody can help me. How old is he? He is 26. Oh, he's 26. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, one of my graduates was diagnosed at 30. So I've done that. Wow. And it's kind of like that. Why didn't I see that? Right. Yes. There's other diagnoses that masked what was really happening. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. And so, um, like I said, right now, I, I'm not sure, you know, how to proceed with him. But I did talk to him last night. And I said, hey, you know, maybe we need to talk to a coach. And he was quiet. So he didn't say no. And, and this was kind of like an expectation of this meeting today with you. Oh, good. So I, I hope that, um, you know, he continues this path and, you know, we, we shall see. Yes. And, um, so what I would do with a 26 year old, who's not diagnosed, mm -hmm. but, but is giving us a pattern here, mm -hmm. just start talking about what are the most obvious things you're noticing. Mm, okay. And just start a list. I'm noticing, you know, that at work, when there's a conflict, you have no confidence in solving it. And so you leave or whatever, mm -hmm. however you want to do it. Mm -hmm. What's, you know, 
then what's the next thing that you noticed? Not as obvious, but the next, you know, what's the next okay. thing? Noticing these things happening. Okay. And then you just yeah. stop. This is the hardest part because we moms love to solve the problem. Right. I, it took me a year of walking with my suicide ideating son mm -hmm. to just zip my lip because I love him so much. And frankly, I love him just the way he is. I don't care. Right. You know, I don't care that he right. doesn't fit in that. I don't want everybody in the world to fit inside of the darn bell-shaped curve. I love the people on the outsides. Um, I'm probably one of them. So God, you know, um, I know my, I know that I have lots of relatives out over there and I love them too. So um, why would I want to smush him? So you can say to him, these are the things I'm noticing. Zip your lip and see if the thoughts come out. And when the thoughts come out, record them and just keep, that's your next step. Okay. Your next step is just to listen. Okay. It really is. And uh, I don't know if I have one here, but I might, no, I don't have it in this one. Um, the formula for listening is emotion plus sound bite. Okay. So the emotion is, um, you seem reluctant. You seem uncomfortable mm -hmm. to resolve that problem at work. There's the soundbite or when, whatever there's telling you about. So you seem, I find it really safe to go with uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't need to be a poet and, you know, go right pinpoint exactly the emotion they're feeling. Just drop that pressure. Just say okay. uncomfortable or, or comfortable. And then the other thing you can say, and it, and it seems to be, you know, intense. You did get home. Yay. Okay. I'm going to call it now. Okay. Okay. Great. And, and her bed is in the dryer. Okay. okay. <laughs> Here's one of my graduates. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm your child. You're my child. Yes. Okay. I can see that too. Graduates. I'm oh, your child. <laughs> she just got back from work. Well, awesome. I don't know. If you want to say hi, you can take, you can tuck in. Yeah. Safe. <laughs> this is Alana. I'm the youngest. <laughs> Hi, Alana. You can see her shirt. Pet smart. <laughs> oh my gosh, cute. She works as a doggy daycare provider um, at Pet Smart. Oh. Loves uh, this job. She worked for a number of years. I don't what know. You mean only two? No, four years taking care of kids after school oh, as yeah. an after school counselor. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> That would be the after-school counselor. This is the doggy daycare. This no, is she even higher up here. <laughs> she wow. Yeah. So awesome. PetSmart's a wonderful employer. They give their part-time people a 401k after, I don't know how it was, but she got sick pay and vacation pay as well. And they pay her holiday pay as well. Wow. Like, so when she worked Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's Day, she got extra extra pay. So, wow. That is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. They're a great part-time employer. So thanks. Say bye to Daphne. Bye Daphne. And this is Daphne. Bye she, Daphne. She's 12. She came on when she was around six Aww. and she's just um, the light of our life. So what can I say? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she's attached to Alana at the hip. Uh, Alana's <laughs> her first preference. I'm a distant second. <laughs> Aww. So cute. Yeah.
So there's my, she's one of the ones that lives with us and she's making such progress. She's almost 20. She just turned 27. She's really progress. Wow. So, and never wants to leave home. So we'll see. Maybe that's what ends up happening. You know, only three, only one out of four autistic people live independently, according to the research that I could find, which is not easy to find the research. Only one out of four do. Um, And so if that's where it ends up, that's where it ends up. But I want her to be fully, I want her to have all these tools, all know all these skills and have practiced them so that when I do my quiet, smooth exit from this world, the only thing she has to worry about is her grief and she doesn't have to worry about being okay. Correct. And I think that's the worry for most parents is, you know, how are they going to survive after you're gone? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's interesting. I've, I've met more and more people with children in the spectrum that they don't know that they're in the spectrum. I'm like, Oh, I, I think, you know, you're 25 year old, 24 year old. And so it's it's interesting because it feels like we have a whole generation of children mm-hmm. that are there and there's no safety nets for them aside mm-hmm. from from family. And uh, even even my husband, this is my second marriage, his son finally found uh, housing, but he wanted to leave the money to the daughter so the money so she could manage the money. And she said no. And I said, well, you can't make her. There's, there has been a lot of negative interaction in between them. So you yeah. need to have somebody that's neutral. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was really hard. He was just diagnosed as almost 30. And he doesn't have any relationships with any of the family. He, everybody's an enemy. Yeah. And so anyway, different story. Yeah. My mother's second husband's son. Did you follow that? <laughs> so my yeah. mother's <laughs> husband's son. Um had trouble with money as well they set up a trust Mm, mm -hmm. and they that is how the money is being distributed to him very good yeah so it can be done and yeah I just thought about that this morning oh he's probably neurodiverse Mm -hmm. exactly and even when you just listen to the news single males living with mom I'm like, nah, he's not diagnosed. Yeah. Yeah. With, you know, with anger issues or, you know, tantrums. Regulation uh, problems. Regulation problems. Yes. Yes. Dr. Neff says that she's a, a late diagnosed autist as well, oh. that she was diagnosed at 40. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So this is not, especially with women, because the, mm-hmm. it does differently, but that's, right. it's not unusual. There are, there's a lot online now though, for um, people that are diagnosed later, there are a lot more, you know, there's discord people and places where them to go. Um, so just, like I said, just reflecting and writing things down and okay. not trying to rush into a solution. Because frankly, getting a diagnosis, what's that going to do for you? You got right. a diagnosis. Now you still got to figure it out. True. Right? You still got to figure out what works. And the thing that really, um, that pushed me into my depression dip in after 9-11 was, I kept thinking, I don't know what to do. Mm, yeah. It sounds so innocent, but it was really detrimental because the result of saying that sentence made me feel helpless. So I just, you know, 
kind of spun on all the things that could go wrong. And for, as a result for me, it put me into a depression dip. Right. So we just have to watch. I mean, if I do a TED talk, that's going to mean the main message. We don't have it. I don't know what to, to do. I don't know everything to do. And that's okay. Mm. I know the next thing to do. Okay. The very smallest next step I can take. And with our kids, it's always, you know, you, can, you can't go wrong with listening. Listening is love. Mm-hmm. That's how we love them at this stage of the game. And we just starting to start to gather up stuff and start to, because the minute our brain notices things, it's going to pull more from the environment. Mm-hmm. I have a YouTube channel. You can always watch stuff there. Um, you can YouTube, you can, you can search for late diagnosis autism on YouTube. That seems to be their favorite place, right? <laughs> they, they don't want yeah. to book. They, they, you know, they're a little, they're reluctant to read blog posts, right? Or articles or whatever. But if you can give them a YouTube, sometimes they, in their screen usage, will find time to watch that. Okay. The other thing I found really helpful is texting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really find that texting really works better than if it's something controversial, especially if I know they're going to have a bad reaction to what I have to say, like, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have to pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> right. That accident you just had in the car, you know, we're not going to claim it. We don't do that anymore. You pay right. for it in cash. Cause we've learned that that's ha- what prevents that from happening again is when they actually have to pay for the accident exactly all these just fender benders they're not you know fifteen thousand twenty thousand dollar accidents right they probably would claim it but when it, if it's less than five i figured they should pay for it yep i agree so sometimes it's good to just say here's what you owe this month in a text <laughs> so you don't get you know the fireworks right yeah and make statements rather than questions like what were you thinking not a good question <laughs> yeah true yeah that, that doesn't even work with me <laughs> no it doesn't work with me. why did you do that why did you do that well mm-hmm. let's tell you if it was a logical thought at the time <laughs> you know, that's why i understood i'm sorry that's why i made a mistake you know driving in this it was in the snow there was underlying ice you know didn't mm-hmm. have to pump the brakes went into panic mode, froze, just pushed the brake down, skidded right into the stop sign. Yep. That's going to happen. Yep. It's not the first time in our house. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I moved to Florida. I've done it myself. (laughs) We can all laugh about it. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thanks. Thanks everybody. You got 10 extra minutes. Thank you permission <laughs> yes so- i uh, i have a lot of thoughts i mean it's really great to hear where other people are with their kids and see how that you know bodes for my daughter um i just feel like i wish i had a lot more time one-on-one with you lynn i know you're stretched <laughs> so thin but you know i just you know i'd like to talk about things but i don't want to overly share you know what I mean yeah uh, Jill might you know yeah you know she'd want to I'd want her to watch this video and um you know she doesn't want to hear my thoughts all my thoughts about <laughs> yeah yeah no is worries. there a support group so I am in the process of creating a community I'm following Dr. Neff's lead 
She has a wonderful community that is for autistic um, people and for autistic clinicians that are affirming neuro, neuro, neurodiversity. I'm in a part of hers and I just haven't finished getting it going yet. But so what I want to do is just continue to encourage you to, you know, to open up my emails and I'll continue to email you. Jill's in a special program. She's got the, it's the VIP introduction to the art of adulting. Um, she signed up for 15 one hour one-on-one uh, -on -one with her and her daughter. And that's the only way I do it. I will only do it with both the parent and the graduate. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, be the guide. I want you to be the guide and I'll be the helper. So, cause you're going to be with them for the rest of their lives. I doubt you're going right. to, I doubt you're going to pay me for the rest of your, <laughs> your life. Right? <laughs> so I want to make it so that you can do all of this. And, um, that's what Jill was referring to the one-on-one -on -one conversations that we do have. And you Got know, it. we'll do a wrap up. Don't worry, Jill. <laughs> we'll do a wrap up conversation when this is all done. So she's almost, we're almost done. We're in uh, so we have five more sessions left out of 15. Awesome. Yeah. So that is available. I only do a few though, because I just don't have enough time on my calendar. So I probably, I usually, I just do one at a time is what I do. So if you want to go on a waiting list there, you can just email But but this wasn't meant to be a sales conversation. So <laughs> yeah, just FYI, the background. Yeah. And, and both Eileen and Paula, by the way, are also are in the program, which is a hundred dollars a month. And they didn't have the VIP introduction and they're, they're doing just fine. Awesome. So it'll work that way too. So I'd love it if you join that community for sure. That's where you get me um, six hours a week. Got it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Well, good. Thanks everybody for coming. And I'm so glad you found it helpful. And um, once Dr. Neff publishes her book, I'm going to see if I can get her back. Awesome. All righty. <laughs> Thank you. Have a great day. Thank Thanks you. for your time. You Appreciate bet. it. Thank bye you. for now. Bye-bye. Yep. Thank Paul. you, Lean. Bye-bye. Thank you, Lorraine. Bye, Lily. Thank you, too. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.